ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Negotiations between Israel, Hamas and the United States have resumed in Cairo, raising hopes that as Israeli an Israeli ground invasion of Rafah could potentially be averted. International leaders are continuing to warn Israel against a ground invasion following a deadly wave of airstrikes that assisted in the rescue of two hostages held in an apartment in Rafah. But Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu is also dealing with what appears to be deepening divisions within his own unity government as far-right MPs push for the war to continue. Daniel Levy is the president of the US Middle East Project and a former Israeli peace negotiator. Daniel, always great to have you on the program. CIA Chief William Burns is in Cairo for the latest round of discussions on a truce. How optimistic should we be that the talks have now resumed? I wish I can tell you that we can see the light at the end of the tunnel um, and that there's optimism in the air. The distance, the gaps in the positions of the parties are still significant. Uh, It's important that this meeting is taking place, but the path to a full ceasefire, the path to getting the hostages out, ending the killing of Palestinian civilians in Gaza, is still strewn with many obstacles. I don't think we're going to see a closure on those in this round of talks. Prime Minister Netanyahu in Israel, uh, and uh, in this respect, the coalition is united. They are all committed to continuing the war. There are differences of opinion as to whether there can be a pause, what conditions for a pause in order to secure a hostage release. But the conditions Israel is placing and the negotiating position of Hamas are still far apart, Patricia. Joe Biden has warned Benjamin Netanyahu not to launch any operation without a credible and executable plan for the safety of those sheltering in Rafah. Is there any evidence that there is a plan? No, and there's tremendously powerful and devastating evidence to the contrary, isn't there? And in that respect, I think it's disingenuous of the American president to imagine that there can be a plan where 1.4 million people who have been told to move from one area of Gaza to another, Jabalia, Gaza City, Khan Yunis, now kettled in this tiny area of Rafah. If people just look on a map the size of Gaza, so many people, the idea that there can be safe zones where every safe zone in the past has become a killing zone, I'm afraid defies belief. And therefore, the US administration needs to move beyond this idea that Israel can surgically carry this out. If they could, if it could be done on the Israeli side, if there were any evidence of a military mission that doesn't violate international law, then of course, Israel has a right to self-defense, just as Palestinians have the right to resist an illegal occupation. That has to be within international law. We've not seen that. And therefore, The tremendous concern and fear is that after everything we've seen already, 11,000 children alone killed, the humanitarian crisis, that that will only get worse if there is a mission in Rafah. I, I can tell you that a number of sources in Israel are saying that this is a warning, but not something. The ground operation is not something that looks imminent because Israel doesn't have the forces there 
the, the, the military forces there that could undertake the mission. But eventually, that is the Israeli intention, and, and that is what I think uh, has to be prevented, especially when one considers Patricia, that you have this court, this court case at the International Court of Justice where the plausible crime of genocide, contraventions of the genocide convention are being committed. That's what the justices are now considering. And they have told Israel that there are immediate provisional measures that Israel needs to implement to make sure that further civilian death is avoided, humanitarian uh, provisions can get in, that incitement to genocide stops, that the evidence is preserved. Feb 26 is the 30-day deadline for Israel to issue its update to the court, and we're not expecting anything good to come from that. So this is a time to, to focus not just rhetoric, not just Biden calling Netanyahu a rude word, which he is reported to have done, mm. but actual hard-nosed policy. And when you say hard-nosed policy, what should that look like? What should Joe Biden do? Well, I think what most observers have noted is that Israel could not sustain uh, this kind of military assault, which has led to this kind of death toll, without the weapons that America is supplying. And so you had the European Union foreign policy chief, Joseph Borrell, actually say yesterday, uh, it sounded almost in direct response to the words of the US president, which is a remarkable thing in itself, that if you don't want to see so many people being killed, maybe don't provide the weapons that are killing them. So I think that's where the rubber hits the road. That's the real leverage that the US has. Of course, you have other things. You have not vetoing UN Security Council resolutions. You have how the US and others respond to that International Court of Justice ruling. But I think where things really could lead, I'm not saying America can click its fingers and this all comes to an end, but where the administration could lean in, change the calculus, I think would be prioritizing um, pushing for this negotiated ceasefire deal, which includes a hostage release, because yes, Israel, after four months, sprung two hostages in a military mission. But we, we have to be clear, that's not how the majority of hostages are going to get out. So push for that. And alongside that, use the leverage you have on the uh, transfer of the weapons without which Israel couldn't continue the carnage. There are reports from staff at the NASA medical complex in Khan Yunus that Israeli forces are using drone speakers to tell people to evacuate the hospital. Does that suggest an imminent invasion? I mean, you said you don't think that that's about to happen, but what does this suggest then? Well, let me draw a distinction, Patricia, and let me also acknowledge up front that I, I am not privy to, um, to the war plans. So it could be that this is a bluff. Uh, but a number of Israeli commentators uh, uh, who, who I take seriously have shared this assessment. So I think one has to draw a distinction, Patricia, between the continued bombing, because that is going on. There is a mass civilian killing event every day in Gaza, every day now in Rafa. 126, I think, in the last 24 hours is the, is the death toll on the Palestinian side. So there is a difference between Israel's continued bombing and the ground operation, which we've seen in the past in other parts of Gaza and which is being threatened in Rafah, but which perhaps may not be imminent. And in particular, going after hospitals has been the modus operandi. Now, the Israeli claim, of course, is that these are 
These are operational centers. I don't think we've seen the evidence to back that up. It's heinous in any sense to go after hospitals, but I don't think one should necessarily draw that uh, conclusion, if I may, Patricia, between uh, the horrendous scenes uh, coming out of the NASA hospital uh, in Rafa, uh, which follows the scenes we've seen out of other hospitals across Gaza, and an assumption that a ground invasion is imminent. It could also be an attempt by the Israeli prime minister to go back to your earlier question regarding these talks uh, taking place today uh, in Egypt. It could also be an Israeli attempt to gain leverage in those talks. I don't think uh, that will work. I think the, that Hamas has shown resilience. It's going to hold out for its positions. And at some stage, it's where will this budge and where will the pressure points be exercised. I think we, there is pressure. There's clearly military pressure on Hamas. Um, there is not sufficient pressure from the outside, as, as I've noted, uh, on an Israeli government, which is uh, hell-bent on continuing the war because that's Netanyahu's political defensive shield, given his own personal political considerations and given the extremism that we've seen coming out of the government ministers. Daniel, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Patricia. Daniel Levy is the president of the US Middle East Project and a former Israeli peace negotiator. It's easier than ever to hear your favourite local and national ABC radio stations live and on demand on the ABC Listen app.